0: But you know no bitch i might tell you something good yo what's good hi da brian <laughs> my name is jimmy what language is that bro
1: that one is basque and i chose it even though it sounds really boring mm-hmm. because it's a, a language that's spoken in a region called the basque country oh. which is not part of spain it's like between france and spain i think it's its own thing fire
0: yeah Alright, well, like I said, you always learn something here in six period where PS 48. Sometimes it's
1: that's the only thing.
0: It's probably going to be that's the only yeah. thing. I'm going to keep it a thousand with you right now. Uh, we have nothing <laughs> nothing educational to share after this. Um, my name is Jimmy. He's Brian, like he said at the top. Um, yeah, this is a wonderful, wintry day to do a podcast. We have a special, special guest. Yeah. Episode 4. Forty one? Yes, you. episode, episode forty one. Middle aged episode. Brian, can you just inter- introduce our guest? We name?
1: have here the one and only Devin Powerbearden. Did I did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, I oh, like right. how
2: you answered it like a question. Yeah. Like It's like that Powerbearden. Are, like you, Power really, Bearden. are yeah. you really yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. I'm really here. Right. I'm, it's really Oh, the Bass region, by the way, like yeah. yeah. You been? Yeah, yeah. Oh shit. I haven't been for an extended period of time, but
1: You traveled through it?
2: Um no, nah, it's just like in Spain, they're very, very independent. So once you get to the north, you start dealing with vast region. You start dealing with Catalonia. Okay. Uh, I mean, super regional shit. But gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is education to be gleaned from this. Podcast. I hope there's like
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hope there's a Wikipedia story where like you tried out for their national basketball team. Oh, no nah, no. Nah, nah, like
0: okay. brought home the check. Not white enough. <laughs> Which region do you think has the best hip hop?
2: In Spain. Mm-hmm. Ooh. A thousand percent the south of spain because it's the closest to africa for sure oh okay okay so you you hear a lot of influence from africa like it's just like a bunch of like moroccan brothers will come up there and they all have like mad essential oils so this shit is wavy
0: (laughs) (laughs) everybody knows the secret to hip-hop essential oils i'm glad that you're like finally speaking out about it yeah yeah, for sure for too long has that been hidden behind the covers we need to show people and tell them you need to be like you know Meditating in the sexual world. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Lather that shit up. You exactly. know what I'm this saying?
1: This is why we save David Powerbeeren for
2: <laughs> 40 plus.
0: And what do you do, Mr. Um.
2: So, I used to be the managing editor of Appeal mm-hmm. and then I moved into branded experiential, mm-hmm. which basically is when brands pay you to do live events mm-hmm. and make it an experience. Everybody claims to deliver that these days. And it used to be done via the blogger uh-huh. or the writer. Uh-huh. Uh, so brands would send people out to cover their event. And at a certain point, I was just offered an opportunity to do something for Adidas uh-huh. um, at the tunnel. And so we brought in Pusha T and Designer. I remember that. Uh, <coughs> against the wishes <coughs> of the tunnel, who didn't want to do any more hip hop events after the club shut down. Right. So we just told them we were doing like a music event. and. Pusha T and designer show up and shut it down, and it was an amazing event in terms of like the buzz that it generated for Adidas. Mm-hmm. Like they'll never be allowed to do anything in the tunnel again. But worth it. After that, I just started doing that more for more brands that kind of speak to hip hop crowds, but mm-hmm. don't come from that world. Okay. Like you're dealing with forty five year old middle aged guys with families that used to listen to Biggie and are out of touch and have these very like boilerplate uh, people working for them mm-hmm. writing brand treatments but then it's like they don't know how to actually talk to the people they're trying to get to come out so that's right. what I get paid to do is get people to come out and talk to them mm-hmm. how they're supposed to be talked to.
0: And how do you take an event and turn it into an experience?
2: I mean usually it involves like a lot of drugs but <laughs> like <laughs> when, they, when they're when they not down for like drug use it involves making people excited to see someone that they wouldn't have access to. But more recently, like there's this whole immersive theater wave that's kind of worked its way into branded experiential. So instead of casting brand ambassadors to stand there with uh, whatever kind of t-shirt you want to promote your thing or whatever outfit you have, you hire actors. Yeah. And then they play characters. So the people get lost in the event but at the same time there's still some brand placements so the most Pretty recent smart. thing I did we built like this fake motel in the Charlotte Convention Center and there's like an EDM room where you are standing outside this fake motel and somebody's like wait are you James? Can yeah. you come in here right now? And he pulls you into the room and you're like well, I don't know what I'm expecting yeah, yeah. and you get in there and it's like a bunch of people with glow sticks and like there's CO2 cannons going off and they bring you to the front stage and, like, make you DJ and they're, like, chanting your name and shit. Oh, shit. So it's, like, that's the type of stuff you have to do to just get people out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for quote-unquote millennials, like, we're not good at being talked to by brands. We want to, like, choose our own adventure. Right. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how you can make it more experiential. So nice. You that's just have to have a lot of money to do it, right, these yeah, days. Yeah, totally. Because you're paying, like, 50 people
1: for, like, two nights of... Yeah. Party. I think about that when I watch, like, the Oscars and Grammys, like, how many of those people all the way up front are paid actors that just look excited for Oh, for hours? sure. Like, mm-hmm. And
2: there's also somebody that was paid to not only schedule who is going to be, when, where, like, yeah. there's people that make sure that they're fitted, that they're wearing, right, right, nice, right. like, it's a whole, yeah. once you get into production, like, you're paying people on people on people on people to take care of shit, right. and just hoping to run smoothly for the two hours that things are live, and then pack up and go to the next city.
0: That's crazy.
2: Have you ever done an event where it was, like, you just regretted decisions that you made for, like,
1: certain things? Like, you were just like, why did I do that? It should have been this way.
2: I think that's any event I've been in. And I think that's, like, the hardest part is I'm super passionate and half the time I don't know why. Like, I'll look at, like, the creative and be like, I'm just kind of whack. Yeah. But then it's day five on site and you've bonded with the team and everybody's excited about the opening night and then you bought into the creative by that point and you're just like man I just want to change all these things because now I'm actually seeing how it should be for sure how often do you get to change it never never yeah Yeah. that's the shitty part like unless you're the creative director like right
0: does everything have to stick to a script or because I mean
2: I mean it honestly depends like Usually you come into it, somebody else has a creative vision that's yeah. been watered down because the initial person is no longer at the company and the brand has seen it and their marketing department has watered it down to include their talking points. Yeah. So you're getting yeah. some like really generic version. It's like when you're a little kid and your mom's like, yo, we're gonna go get cereal. And you start imagining all the different yeah. variations of things that you're gonna get. Like Mixing for me it was cereal, like cinnamon yeah. toast crunch and yeah. shit. Hell yeah, the
0: best one. And yeah. then
2: like you get the cereal Or like you're not there to pick it out for some reason, like you're fucking around in the toy aisle, and you get home and you realize mom got like the generic version. You're like, yeah, fuck. Like (laughs) I had this whole experience in my head, and now it's like generic as fuck. Like that's pretty much what branded events are like, unless you go to something like Sleep No More or Yeah, right. Meow Wolf, like all those people that have like. like Oh man, just go to New Mexico. Like on some random shit, there's this place called Meow Wolf that. I want to say it's in Albuquerque, and it's basically art installed by local artists into a creative space, so anything you peer behind may be a doorway into another space, and they design it intentionally, like, to just mess with your mind, and Uh, they just got a big deal to do. Yeah, they're doing one in Denver and one in Vegas, so that's that's a new wave, man, like, next week I'm about to um, go to this show for uh, Carmen. And it's basically, like, all professional salsa dancers. And you oh, go in what? and it's, like, the theme of Carmen, but yeah, yeah. the whole night is, like, immersive theater. Right. And it's just the it's best that. salsa. Like, yeah. that's the way for people that are doing, like, Cirque du Soleil and stuff like that. Like, cities like <coughs> L.A. and
0: Vegas are, like,
2: yeah, the where that the stuff theme. is
0: taking out for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of crazy to me. Like, I was thinking, you know, the old jokes about all the unpaid actors now. It's like, this is a whole other lane. Yeah, like they could actually just like. I mean, yeah. yeah. People
1: complain about that shit. It's just like any other creative feel Like there are yeah. so many struggling rappers, You should give them a chance. No, no, I'm a not not saying, saying, get a chance. Unless. I'm not
0: saying give them a chance. I'm saying like this is literally like creating a whole different industry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for you sure. You know what right. I'm saying? That's like just, it's not like you don't have to worry about movies, plays. It's like oh, you can also do immersive experiences. Yeah, we work
2: with uh, a couple of people on our last project that have been doing the same event for nine years now. And so they've seen all the variations of the event and have done immersive events. And <clears throat> Dude is just a former actor that, you know, found his calling in this space. And honestly, it probably pays better than acting if you're like a, you know, C plus, B minus person in the Los right. Angeles area. Like, yo, go to Vegas in like two years and you'll be paid because that's where all, all the immersive theater is moving into right now. Like right. there's like three or four spots popping up that'll be like finished
0: by twenty twenty. Jeez. This also reminds me of this random, random story, but um, one of my friends, they used to do, on this Halloween, they used to go to, like, up, further upstate, there was this giant cornfield, mm-hmm. and they used to just go on these, like, you'd start in the hayride, and then you had to go through this maze, and this shit would just pop out at you. Yeah. Like, that shit, like, the way they came back talking about it was, like, I don't even know what brand it was, but they were just so fucking hyped about this Corn maze. They went back like two, three times for yeah. like, well, the whole thing. When you started. get to
1: like blur that line of rules for yeah.
2: events, like that's when people are just like because they don't know how to react. Yeah, that's nice. why I think uh, Westworld was so popular because it yeah. nailed what people want in a fictionalized TV show setting. Because mm-hmm. when HBO did uh, promo for the event, I think they actually were busting people out to like a fake Westworld that they built in Texas. That's cool. Oh, sure. um, and that's I just feel like whoever actually figures that out first. And has the yeah. money to do it, is gonna make a killing on it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's gonna be Disney. Like, we all, it's gonna be Disney. Oh, yeah. They gotta show <laughs> <100%, laughs> right. especially, especially as, as they start, start that streaming service. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be. Hard. Like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen, like, the updates on Disney World, but it looks pretty freaking. I don't nice. know, no, no, I haven't seen it. They just did a. They opened an avatar ride, mm-hmm. where the <coughs> comics literally look like they're real people. Like, it's insane. It's yeah. intense. And, like, they move like real people. They do all that. It's crazy. And that's just Disney, like, Disney World money.
1: That's scary. 2019.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's it's pretty intense. But I think Disney will jump on that. Yeah. To just do a whole entire, like, Is um, there a line park. for you?
1: Like, you can't get too real in any Oh, sense? Yeah, yeah,
0: a thousand percent.
2: I mean, everybody that's come into the event has signed some form of release. Yeah. Um, but that still means that we've acknowledged that there's a risk. And I think that when you're that forward with... Your paperwork and non-disclosure agreements, there's already that element of like, you can't cross this line and so I think there's always a line I can't cross because I'm aware of the legality at all times but... Like touching people. Exactly like, it's not that the actors can't touch people it's just, some people don't like to be touched and you're putting yourself in jeopardy of a lawsuit when you cross a certain line and I think like we all have various rules about our personal bubbles that don't come into effect until like somebody violates them. But at the same time, I think having your bubble burst is kind of what makes events fun. When you go into a party and it's back, right. you're forced life. to like bump into people, talk to people you never would have met before. You go into a spot, there's like maybe a hundred people, but it has space for eight hundred, you can stay in your little clicks, you're not forced to meet anyone. So I feel like right. that's kind of one of the things that people overlook is like the space itself kind of forces you to meet people. Yeah whereas like when we create all these rules like oh no touching no like bumping into each other yeah. no like I don't know man I hate that shit yeah I feel you. Yeah.
0: I mean I don't like crowded parties but I understand what you're saying yeah <laughs> I guess. I was gonna
1: say we all been to SOBs on a sold out show like yeah that's never fun <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Until the person that's in front of you starts like dubbing you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they're fucking with the song, and then you start dating them for like a year
0: and a half. Like, I mean, is that a personal story? <laughs> because <laughs> nah, nah, nah. that's we got that has never happened. I've only nah, nah. been to raps, like rap shows at SOBs. So dubbing, I don't think that's. Happened. I've seen it
2: happen. Like I, I used to DJ a lot of parties, and I would always see people like walk in at ten thirty when it's mm, starting to fill out, but by twelve then the person that you saw come in by themselves is like dancing with a group of girls and then you start seeing the coupling going on. Yeah. And I've seen people be in those positions as a result of like, you know, playing Get Low or some shit like at the right time. And like, homie just happened to be standing by the group of girls and somebody wanted to dance with someone (laughs) and it's like, (coughs) I find out later, it's like, oh shit, they're actually dating? Like that's really weird, (laughs) like I saw that happen at the dance I was doing, like I've seen that shit happen.
0: That's awesome. yeah. Good for them. Happy Valentine's Day. You
2: stop you stop DJing.
1: Or you just don't DJ as much. You Man, want it's, to.
2: Really, it's really hard, bro. Like, when you fuck with music, you spend more time critiquing what other people are playing when you're out. Of course. And hating on people. Dude, we do that all the time. And so I mean, that's
0: like my hobby. I feel like yeah. that's like We're really good at leading
2: parties already. <laughs> yeah,
0: that kinda keep, that kinda keeps me like waking up in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, y'all could shit on somebody's musical choices today. I did that for a long
2: time, like, in my head, and I realized, like, it was preventing me from enjoying shit, and Mm -hmm. I think that when I do things, I like to have control over the crowd and, like, the vibe, and you can't do that as much anymore because it's very hard to rent a space, so you have to bring in outside money or get hired, Mm -hmm. and so you're at the mercy of the person paying you to play music Mm -hmm. unless you have the funds to throw your own parties, right? which is, like, what my goal is in terms of long term being able to still dj but when i was doing it back in the day it was just more like everybody knew i would dj so anybody that was doing events in the lower east side would be yeah. like yo can you dj my shit?" because we're just doing like a clothing release and that no. was back when you bars just wanted you to get people to drink but yeah. now they want like 1500 up front and something like that alone for a casual Thursday when you don't know if like yeah, 20 yeah. people are gonna show up or 100 it like make or break your brand like yeah. right quick so they just they don't pay for the space they don't pay for the DJ like there's music playing everybody just plugs in their laptop right playlists like they don't pay for DJs so. yeah yeah
0: never really thought about how all those things kind of kill the DJ scene <laughs> you just make yeah, a playlist man. on Spotify fuck it yeah. yeah why pay this guy
2: oh there's Spotify DJs, that's the thing. Is like It's easy to DJ off your phone now. There's a lot of apps where literally if you have a Wi-Fi connection, mm-hmm. you can just DJ off of Apple Music and Spotify at a party and just have that whole access so you're not even bringing around a USB drive anymore. You're just bringing a MiFi or some Wi-Fi device to connect to the you have like turntables on the phone screen? Exactly. What? Yes. I didn't know about yes. that. Yes, yes, that's I've
0: like since 2015. Like Holy like, <laughs> shit, like, I've a, seen... like a
2: Serato on... Yeah. It's, there's yeah, like a exactly. app that I was introduced to, um, and it was pretty much that. Like, as long as you have Wi-Fi, you can DJ off an iPad or a phone, and it's 100 percent accurate for like beat matching. So you don't even. As long as you have the yeah. your playlist, you're good. Like, I mean, I grew up on vinyl, so I don't respect that shit. But yeah, yeah,
0: it's kind of tough. I mean, technology is supposed to make everything easier, but then yeah. when it does, it kind of takes away. I mean, it, it feels like it takes away something. From it, you know, it takes way and it's only backs. from a certain
1: generation too. Yeah, and like when we complain,
0: it's like, ah, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, people were mad at CD DJs. Yeah, now, I mean, Dude, people now are DJing enormous. from phones, so can when, you be still mad at CD, CD DJs? I more? think it's more of
2: a uh, art form that requires some sort of like training, mm-hmm. um, like similar to Thirty Six Chambers, where like I don't know how recently y'all seen that movie, but essentially when you're not training to become a DJ yeah, you have to go through a lot of punishment Yeah, of like course. traditionally uh-huh. you have to learn what not to play you're you're the one the... Carri- you don't even DJ you carry the records for another DJ exactly you also have to learn how to beat match right. and when you go through beat matching and your BPM is set to like 110 and the other one is like on 115 and you're trying to get it but the beat is slightly off and you're really trying to like you can hear it in the mix, nobody else can, but yep. you know it's about to get like so offbeat that you're about to fuck it up. Yeah. People don't understand that stress anymore because all you got to do is hit the sync button on. Yeah. Your digital USB turntable. I've cables. seen it. Yeah, on some faces oh, of my yeah. friends
1: DJing, like I can notice,
2: like no one else notices. I look at them and just like it's like they just got like pricked in the back or something. Oh, shit. it's stressful. Like bro.
3: really
1: slowly. Like
2: I can't tell you how many shirts I've pitted out. Yeah. Off right. of like oh shit, I'm at 106 and like my other vinyl is like at 126. How am I gonna make this transition? Yeah. Work? Right. Yeah.
0: Shit. So what would you do in that situation
2: I mean if I was on vinyl I would just like kill the power mm-hmm. cause then it breaks naturally and it does that like rrr, slow down shit oh. but you can't do that shit on digital okay yeah. you can not you, you have like, to set it. it that's the that's the oh, bullshit it's to like change. now I gotta fucking like go in it's like <laughs> oh, go to settings yeah. like click the little Serato settings arrow like turn breaking to like slow down at a certain tempo yeah. it's way less intuitive bro that's so so dumb But it does save your back, because I remember having to hit up homies for, like, an extra car. I'd be like, yo, I got, like, another three crates that I can't fit in my whip right now. Can you, like, come and, like, drive these records to the spot for me? And I remember pulling up downtown Spokane, Washington, and seeing somebody with Serato for the first time. No shit. No crates. And just being like, what the fuck is that? Like, I need that shit. And he's like, oh, it's, like, X amount of hundreds. And I was like a broke ass college student, like, yo, I'm about to save up and get that shit. Did you get it? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, we got it through this. Was Tractor also, did they both
1: pop off or was it first? I just
2: remember like Serato was clearly the standard, and then there was a bunch of like knockoffs. It felt like they're probably just like brands that I hadn't seen. You know how sometimes it's really about what (coughs) you see first that is like the dope shit? Like, yeah. Serato for sure. And then Tractor is like, if you had like the little whack ass, like, belt drive turntables Mm -hmm. like the $250 plastic joints Mm -hmm. you could get like tractor with that shit for free but not techniques like yeah you basically had to have like 3k to get in the game Mm -hmm. if you wanted Serato with like (coughs) techniques back in the day and for like a college student just like learning how to DJ that shit is super expensive bro yeah that
0: was a very expensive investment yeah
2: like had the school not put up the money for like a DJ club we would not have had like, the ability to purchase 90% of the equipment that I ended up using throughout my time. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Good shit, man. Yeah.
0: So then you went to Mass Appeal?
2: <clears throat> yeah, so Mass Appeal I got introduced to via this kid uh, who had interned there for the company Decon. <laughs> and Decon basically owned Mass Appeal after they purchased the rights to relaunching the publication. Mm-hmm. And so I started off as their social media manager. And whenever you tweet about things you have to get context more or less so when I would read things I would just notice mad spelling errors and I would just tell people like yo can you uh, fix this before I tweet it out I noticed a spelling mistake and then it was just because there wasn't an associate editor at the time so got the associate editor role the managing editor at the time moved on to another company and then I took their spot for a little bit and just stayed in that role right around the time that Future had dropped DS2 uh-huh. and so good good, significant moment to have yeah. in life Yeah. yeah. around it was it was massive I remember being at the release party and one of our co-workers at Mass Appeal was really good friends with Anthony Sala who is uh, the manager for Future and Nas so mm-hmm. they had this like guy doing Jack Pollock type shit throwing paint at the wall and it turned into a painting of Future Future had all these fucking chains on and came through like the whole damn room on a red carpet, like, dude was just fucking like stuck in there, like, all types of the shit. space,
1: like, right next to them. S us
2: nah, it was like some out on the water, uh, next okay. level baller shit. It was gotcha. beautiful, like, beautiful space. So was but <laughs> Yo, so it was just flexing. Yo, it was, it was like, <laughs> that was like, people knew about Future for a minute, pretty much, uh, pretty much when he did uh, Pluto, like, the mixtape. Yeah, um, that's what I was listening, but by DS2 people knew he was like out of there. like yeah. He was on some superstar shit. And so we went down to Atlanta and interviewed him, met with Rico Wade from Dungeon Family slash Organized Noise, who's his cousin. Mm-hmm. So got that backstory. Met. You saw the doc?
1: And that's the good. I haven't seen it, it not. Uh.
2: Yo, that's crazy that they finally put it up because yeah, know, right? they shot that so long ago. I like, know, it's so old. Yeah, okay. yeah, I never got a chance to see it, but. It's okay, it's not um, great. Right. Yeah, that was like, my, my time at Massive Appeal stretched pretty much from when Tyler, the creator, did the first cover with, or actually before that, it was uh, Earl Sweatshirt and Blake from Workaholics, <coughs> and then the last <coughs> one was The Future, and then they stopped doing print, so I was there for yeah. a bunch of dope-ass Covers when print was still rocking, and then yeah. when it died off, and that's they wanted cool, to go like cool covers. yeah, they wanted to do Facebook only, and I was just like, all right, I'm out. Like I can't do Facebook only posts for yeah, hip hop magazine anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. they
2: have a site. No, that was the worst no shit, blog, bro. I was sending it's people just, like all my links. Yeah. To, oh, like, like covers. You have to change all the links. All things, right? that shit. Yeah. No, nah, the links just don't work. No, they exist. There's a, like it's a weird
1: thing part of their website, like the archives or some shit. Oh damn. Yeah that's crazy yeah so now their website just is, this is like this is it's brand like new
0: I never knew that you could just like be like oh eff it we're only doing Facebook
1: well they do video content like some they, like they, they, the, the they freestyles in the, in the stairwell they still do shit like that I don't think they put out a beat a rhythm roulette in a while
0: no I haven't seen one but
1: now they're just focusing on like feature films and docs yeah, they,
0: they're doing longer definitely longer pieces yeah yeah that's what I've seen yeah, like, yeah it's hard to
2: run the, sure. the news cycle 24-7 race mm-hmm. with it was the, smart uh, yeah
0: yeah there's a couple of like publications already cornered the market and getting in as late as like uh, yeah, right. as Hypebeast, not Hypebeast, sorry. As, uh, who, who, who were we talking about? Mass Appeal. Mm-hmm. It kind of, they were kind of on the eight ball already. you yeah. know? Cause the print media was already on its way out yeah. when they came about and they tried to do print for a little bit. Yeah. And then if you try to blog and try to blog against the best ones who've been blogging for a decade and a half, right, you're, right, right. you're kind of lost. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I understand their thought pattern or that, like, okay, the site's costing us more money to maintain than it is, like, we're getting, getting back,
3: mm-hmm.
0: but it still kind of sucks, because, you know, Facebook posts aren't that great, and, I don't know, it just feels like more degradation of the written word, and yeah, it, yeah. It, it is what it is, I guess I can't be mad if they're doing longer pieces, and they're trying to do more documentary yeah, yeah, yeah. styles and stuff like that, you know? Can't I
2: mean, that's done. where the return is, like, video is supreme right now, yeah. And so you need to really win that race yeah. and the race was being won back then by vice and yeah. then complex figured out how to position themselves and started doing things like magnum opus which is i still think is one of their better video series yeah they stopped doing that though yeah which is crazy to me like yeah. i think that the concept that like people will <coughs> fight <coughs> that shit so
1: awkward to me though what's that they're so close to each other when they do the interviews like oh from office? Yeah. yeah and like whoever the artist is they're like so close to each other I'm like do you guys not have other lenses like why you? this makes me feel uncomfortable but no but yeah complex I, dude i saw an ad for um um what is that hot things or yeah, hot, hot, ones. hot ones yeah. on the mta yeah like on the train like i never thought i would see they're a selling hot TV sauce like, yeah right they are buying yeah. hot sauce It's yeah.
0: nuts like the first we thing was genius Genius, 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 genius. They
1: bought that too, Complex. I don't no, think they, they started it. No, they already started that. it. Did they? Yeah, okay. I think they started
0: it. Yeah, okay. that's what Nick told us. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. he was, gra- remember, he was sitting next to the guy who was designing the actual thing. <coughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I think Comple- Complex is always just forward thinking. They, they start out rough, finish up, and get the bag. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Like, Vice was killing it. And Vice now is a television channel. Yeah.
2: I mean, Jesus and Mero, like, they're the epitome of what should be happening for people yeah. of color that speak the vernacular of hip-hop because they were on Twitter before brands were there. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus Nice, like, as a Twitter OG, yeah. is like legendary, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Legendary account, like legendary yeah. avatar. Like, Kim Merrill, not as legendary, but still like if you were on Twitter before there, like, like yeah. fucking two thousand fifteen, like I'm sh- pretty sure you're familiar with their exchanges. Mm-hmm. And it was cool that somebody was like, "These guys are funny. We fuck with them. Let's put money up and give them a show." Right. right. Most of the time, what brands do will just steal your whole idea, pass it to somebody else because they don't want to pay you,
0: and the shit comes out whack. I also think that right. they kind of, I don't know, if they got lucky they were in a good position because i'm pretty sure Miro wrote for vice mm. at one point mm. i remember he was doing like remember when the all caps he did all caps reviews one of them i think Miro was doing all caps reviews okay. where it was almost like a play that. on ghostface remember ghostface oh, those yeah. reviews big Ghost, yeah. big Ghost, like when he was doing his Miro was doing his he started his i think oh, i think i do remember that and actually. he was already on vice yeah so then it was like getting is it these i always pronounce it Jesus yeah it's decent getting desus over the Vice, that was a big thing because they started the podcast. the po- their podcast yeah. is superior to every other like everything else they do. Their podcast is nuts. Their AKAs going for five minutes long, like it's fucking amazing. Bodega Boys is great. I love it. Um, but yeah, I think uh, that position, the way they position themselves, the way that Vice kind of like kept them in there. I mean, Vice has done a lot of crazy things, but I think the nurturing of Miro and Deezus is like one of the like positives definitely that came for out sure. of that company. Yeah, like.
2: I'm all about that shit yeah
0: like they definitely like they just you, they were like yo this is your incubation period become stars here run wild right like that nobody did them that, that was like uh soup the soup or whatever it is on E channel yeah but they were like fuck it let's just do YouTube videos and let's not make it as like stupid as the one that's also on Comedy Central Right. like yeah I'm big fans of them mm-hmm. and I think you know, what you said is right Cause they actually they actually are the real thing they're authentic you know they're from the box. <coughs> yeah yeah I don't have much else to She say moves like to the about. Bronx Fuck it And we'll blow up I'm, I'm a thousand percent Okay on that My mom works in the Bronx Long enough for Me to ever want to go And live there
2: yeah. yeah I feel like the Bronx Is the new Brooklyn Because of the fact that It is going to be The hottest real estate market Of The next like Ten years And it makes me Fucking sad Yeah Because I know so many people Are about to get pushed out
0: Why do you think the Bronx Is going to be the hottest
2: Because I I look at the trajectory of each borough. Manhattan's already out of here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Brooklyn's, Brooklyn's out of here. Yeah. No, uh, yeah. Queens yeah, yeah, and. I would say, like, more specifically, Astoria is already out of here. Yeah, so totally. Long Island City, now that the Amazon thing is what it kind of fell through, I, I would assume. It's like, gone. I don't think that that, that is rectified or will mm-hmm. rectified stuff. Like, mm-hmm. so maybe that borough or so that's, that City neighborhood has a little bit, like, more wow. time. Oh, it is, for oh, sure. It's but crazy. it's not Amazon expensive yet. No, no, Trust no. me, like, I was in the Tenderloin looking at places to move to before Twitter got there. Mm-hmm. It was, like, mm, 1700 for, like, a one-bedroom loft like outside of it like literally the most ratchet like yeah. street drug deal like yeah. homeless community shit you'll see and then within three years prices are like 3500 for the same exact spot but the only thing that happened is the city was like excuse me guys like we have like rich white people coming in can you like yeah. move your drugs to, that to that this other area yeah. closer to the civic center and like that's all it takes man like <clears throat> and so I think the Bronx is in a situation where just the income disparity alone between Manhattan and the Bronx, there's going to be a natural inclination for people to snap up land because it's there for the cheap and it's a demand problem, you know what I'm saying? Not so, a supply problem. There's plenty of supply of land but the demand is for the land in New York City because it's close to New York City.
0: So, so you don't think areas of like not a story LIC and Queens could be more lucrative than the Bronx?
2: I just think that the Bronx is so disparate in terms of like the income inequality that that's where a lot of the people are taken advantage of like if you look at the history of like bushwick mm-hmm. um i think the same thing happened you know in terms of like a predominantly hispanic community being forced out by you know people from uh upper middle class incomes that now get referred to as like coastal elites i think that's what you'll see in the bronx mm-hmm. so I need title, anybody like. needs a roommate in the bronx let me know Got that shit, <laughs> oh, you live in the Bronx? No, 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 I'm trying to move there before everybody else, does, yeah, for sure. Black, Black.
0: Black. I personally, eventually, all of the five boroughs are going to be like that, but I think next up to bat, if now, this is a major if, if you can convince people to take a boat, it's going to be Staten Island.
2: Oh, it's going to be no question
0: because Staten Island is literally 25 minutes away from downtown Manhattan. I mean, that's that's how Jersey City is right now. Yeah, and the financial district (coughs) is who, like, if you want people to come through, which is North Shore. North Shore is, like, the generally low, lower income, middle class of Staten Island, right? Minority, like, you know, part of Staten Island. If you're telling me that you can't convince a bunch of rich, wealthy uh, financial dudes and women to be like, yo, just take a boat every morning. Yeah. Look at think about that commute, that's crazy. Just Make it quirky, like, oh, look at that commute. That commute's crazy. You know, I think Staten Island, North Shore, is specifically, with me, bought up. I know North Shore's already been bought up, like, large tracks. I know, you the take
1: developers. the anger, like, people who can't yeah. take the L now, and like, transfer it to, like, oh, look at this other convenient option.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the boat always runs, exactly. always runs. Yeah, like, there's never gonna be like, oh, boat delay. No, it always runs. That's
2: true. Time. It's not like it's gonna be like, oh, the waves are rocky today, can't nope. take yeah. the
0: boat. Yeah, right. always gonna be. Yeah, 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 I feel you. So I think I think it's gonna be Staten, or I think it's gonna be like further into Queens, like Guy Brewer and stuff like that. Like something, like something might get big. Uh, Jamaica Ave is definitely gonna get big. Uh, let's say like clean it up. Jamaica Ave looks rough right now. Yeah. Well, parts of it do. Um, but yeah, I think I definitely think it's gonna be like Queens, because Bronx is gonna have to clean up a lot. South Bronx, for white folks, is gonna be. I don't know if we can convince them right now to go to South Bronx. Well, that's
2: the thing, is it? it Every city, I feel like, has a few areas where, at the time, it seems like it won't work, but it really is about who makes that first push to get in there. And the spots that I see in Brooklyn um, that used to be occupied by, I would say, like, more of the Hispanic community, it's not a matter of, you know, them moving in, buying out properties, and tearing it down. Like, they're literally keeping the same spots. Like, the is already there. And when you go to the Bronx, there's the section where you can literally go right off the train into the second story of this big ass warehouse. And that's the type of shit where it's like just an office building, the whole floor, and it looks out at the city. And it's like a community center for like Bronx kids to play. But yo, all it takes is one person to see that shit and be like, ah, I could make this like my little penthouse lot. Yeah. and they'll snap that shit up because money's not an issue to them right like yeah. new york attracts the international community so even if new yorkers aren't fucking with it somebody's coming over from china somebody's coming over from like yeah. dubai somebody's yeah, coming yeah, exactly. over from me. like london london has like major players in terms of the real estate market that come over here and snap shit up when it's affordable especially like if the pound's doing well like forget about it bro but that's yeah. gonna be tough for a couple of next yeah, years yeah
0: that's, <laughs> that's true that's true, that's true. All right, that's our little real estate minute. Yeah. Sponsored by. by Not (laughs) our boss, because we. Sponsored by broke people. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Broke speculators, the best, you know. Um, Yeah, so do you want to get into some of this news or. The question is, what news?
1: Really? Uh, (coughs) Just sad shit. Yeah, more more bad
0: shit. R. Kelly's free. Yeah.
2: Um, Yo, can I ask you guys a question though? All right. So I'm going to preface this with. I have a really good friend and yeah. I'm not going to put her on blast because she loves hip-hop and I kind of want to send this to her. Right. But Why would you say Betty? What's up? Why did you just say Betty? That's yeah, weird. Like, right after you said that. You said <laughs> oh, I was like, wait, that's her name. Anyway, yeah. Uh, she loves R. Kelly, right? Who and doesn't, I, I wanted know. to ask her, like, what are you giving up? Yeah. Like, are you giving up everything? That's like giving up all the albums. Are you giving up a song? Thing. What are you doing?
0: Honestly, me and my sister talked about this the other day. And that's a good point.
2: What did she say? I didn't ask her. Oh, so you did it? Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. That's actually so a man. really good point because I was telling my sister there are other artists whose discography are completely weak without the R. Kelly written tracks. Are you giving up Kirk Franklin? Because apparently he wrote for Kirk Franklin. Yeah. Like, what do you. Get? Like, there's so many, like.
2: You'd have to give up Aaliyah too. Mm-hmm. AJ, yes. Nothing but a, a number.
0: lot of Aaliyah. You yeah. we would give have to. up a lot of B2K. And like, listen, I'm down for all that because number one, I don't listen to B2K <laughs> like that. I don't know who really does right now, but I'm sure there is. There's four. Definitely don't listen to Kirk <clears throat> Franklin like that, but I know he has some classics, so I'm not going to you know hold him. Um, Aaliyah, obviously, is just Aaliyah, but like, it's not tough for me. Like, I don't need those songs.
2: Do You ever listen yeah. to AJ Nothing But a Number? Yeah. Yeah. Can you hear R. Kelly on that track? Which track? R. Kelly is yeah. on that track Like, yeah. I listened to it the other day it. and I swear to God R. Kelly and her are singing at the same time and then if you look at the actual album cover he's in the, he's background. In the background like blurred out so it's like I think about it on some Back to the Future shit like what if Marty McFly dies it's like alright R. Kelly starts fading off all these album covers and all his songs <laughs> start disappearing like, Right my shit that was stressing me out is like that R album the double the disc right. like this one I'm not giving that shit up y'all like I thought about it like long and hard like dude, I hate this dude he's a piece of yeah. shit yeah. but that's yeah. like we <coughs> when Kobe was bogus. going through that shit like,
0: wait, wait time out so, sorry I agree <laughs> Like I, I, I hear what you're saying but why is this argument bogus just
1: trying me? to like cancel all of R. Kelly's music blanket statement yeah. like, why is that bogus unless you're mean? one of the actual very few who like verbally acknowledge that like they do that across the board rock EDM, yeah. hip-hop, fucking jazz, like, yeah. history. Yeah, and like, some people just always select this, like Christians, like, they yeah. only believe certain parts of the Bible, it's yeah. so like, they only apply this to certain artists, and I'm like, well, fuck off, like, we're already, like, starting off on the wrong, I premise, mean, like.
0: I, I agree with you on yeah. that, but I also kind of tend to think that maybe we shouldn't let him continue profiting off of us listening to his music. I'm totally for that. Which oh, is, like, so that's why the, yeah. that's yeah. why the canceling thing is the canceling like, thing.
1: I wish everyone felt that way. Yeah. I, yeah,
0: I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know. It's up. It's really it's a person person choice, right, no, totally. and I don't judge anybody for like, oh, you want to listen to R. Kelly all day long? Go for it. I'll, I'll judge you
2: it. if it's the wrong shit. Like, if you're listening to Chocolate Factory, like, go yeah. fuck yourself. Like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. you, you can probably that. name a couple songs on Chocolate Factory that I'll feel bad that I said that, but yeah. Like, I can't what think of anything on Chocolate Factory show? that what what happened there. Space Jam Yeah.
0: do we not believe that we can fly anymore no well we I
2: think it's just h- funny how quickly like LeBron was like oh but I'm doing Space Jam 2 so don't worry about that so yeah. maybe that's the, the yeah. remedy it's like Space Jam he's 2 will be so good he's a we'll PR extinguisher stand- like,
0: who right now who's gonna write? Is gonna write yeah. and produce a I better song than I Kendrick I Lamar. No. Kendrick Lamar no. is going no. to write
2: and produce the greatest Space Jam no. soundtrack song he might, he might create of the, all time Soundwave Ludwig, no, just Soundwave. Just Soundwave, maybe. Terrence Martin, no
0: Terrence Martin.
2: Nah, it's gonna be Thundercat, Flying Lotus, Soundwave, Kendrick Lamar, Anthony Top Dog. Tip will get a credit yeah. on the song, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah. And it will be the greatest fucking soundtrack. Wow, and then I don't think so. We'll have a new president, and then <laughs> people will just be like, "This is." I thought it was gonna be terrible, but <laughs> damn it. We did it, people.
0: LeBron James saves everything, man. Yo, I LeBron is literally the, the best basketball player mm-hmm.
2: and the nicest humanitarian yeah. of the basketball players that people can see visually, That's like. true. Yeah. Michael Jordan, legendary. Fuck them kids. Legendary degenerate as What'd well. What'd you say? Yeah. <laughs> when he said fuck that kid.
0: Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> I just said fucking kids. It's like, oh, no, not him too. No, to no, him. no. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah, I hope not. Nah. Yeah. Dude, Michael there. Jordan, piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, LeBron. Oh, LeBron, fucking he, maybe he a piece of shit for leaving his like team back yeah, in the day, school, but man. like, you put kids through school as a black man. Yeah, I, I, I fuck with you. You
1: know what I'm yeah, yeah, saying? But is he like, doing put, too much? He's A and Two Chainz's album that comes A&R's out. I think executive producing.
0: I think Two Chains A&Ring.
2: just wants to smoke weed with LeBron, right. and hang it's, out with him for a couple a weeks. Idea, like, yeah. and LeBron is like, as soon as he found out that he was A Two Chains' album, he literally was like. All right, I'm going to sabotage the Lakers. We're going to make sure we're out of the playoffs real early. Right. So I'm going to book <laughs> my travel outside. back to LA. And I'm going to just be at Atlanta from pretty much the time I would normally be busting my ass to lose to the Warriors. is going to be spent smoking weed in Atlanta, going to strip clubs, right. eating at divots with 2 chains, right. And it's going to be fucking amazing. Like, he's going to have the best fucking summer, right. like, not playing basketball. I need to see that, Doc. Just, like, someone following LeBron. Oh, for sure. During this whole album process. Yeah. It's going to be great.
0: Jeez. All right. Well, I mean, we're already at that time. <laughs> Where we ask you what you've been listening to.
2: Doesn't have to be new. It's yeah, just it something you to. A thousand percent, like, I would have said <coughs> Mulato Estake, like this Ethiopian jazz I'm probably butchering the fuck out of his name, yeah, but never if of, you I ever never heard, heard, heard of uh, Damian Marley and um, Nas's "Distant yeah. Relatives" album, yeah. "As We Enter" has a sample at the beginning uh, yeah. that's a Mulatto Sake joint. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and there's this other rapper called Kip Stone who like samples him, but uh, I heard there's just so much fucking soul on that album. Of like, it's a compilation of Ethiopian jazz. It's called Ethiopiques. Uh, 4 or something like that Okay. look that shit up and it just has a song for every fucking mood and then gonna drop his new mixtape and that's all I've been <laughs> to <it>. like, like, <laughs> and, like, and then I'm ass. like back in fucking gunna land like, yeah. and now I'm just like gunna 24-7 and like I do this DJ thing where when you know some shit is fire you don't play it because you know you're gonna hear it a million times mm-hmm. and you also wanna save like that ecstasy of playing it mm-hmm. for when like a crowd reacts to it yeah. so he has like five or six joints on there that I fuck with maybe right. three that'll be like good club joints yeah. and One the concert, last like 48 hours have been trying not to listen to all of them back to back to back yeah. but every day has been a better song that I've found on the album okay. even though I listened to it the first time I was like eh this is alright Yeah. yo Right now, Yao Ming yeah, is my beat. shit. No, Yao Ming is my shit, and I I know it's my shit because that was the one I sent to my homegirl back on the West Coast. Like, she, she listens her. to like rap music, but on some, she is more of like uh, King Kunta is like her Kendry joint. Okay, mm-hmm. but like Mama would be my shit.
3: Yeah.
2: So it's just we have a different vibe for like. What sounds good, mm. but I know if I send her like Yosemite, is what I sent her off Astro World when it dropped. I was like, she's gonna fuck with this. Bro.
1: Yeah, boom.
3: Gotcha.
2: And like, literally a week later, she's sending me memes about the song, like, ah, this is so funny. Like, I love this. Yeah, so I always send her that type of more upbeat. Uh-huh. But he also has some smooth shit that you could just smoke and listen to, and, yeah. like in the crib. And that's true. That's like 90% of why I listen to rap music right now. It's, just it's just like, it's just chill fun. out, like, vibe out. Yeah. That's I'm not I'm not trying to shoot shit up like I'm not trying to like dance in the club like, I'm, just, I'm, trying, to I'm trying to chill out and like Gunna is great yeah. chill out It's is
0: funny that his name is Gunna <coughs> yeah right
2: he's <laughs> naturally like fucking what is that word where your meli- not
1: mellifluous where your voice is like honey like Melodic? Melodic. no that's mm-hmm. not the word anyway but yeah it's just fucking it's like he's singing almost yeah.
0: Yeah. is he not trying to um I, I would say he, I he is he's trying to do the I guess scene,
1: yeah but like, like when I say singer, I mean, like singing singing like he probably thinks in his head like
0: bro, he's been hitting some opera, like, vibratos and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, man. I was like, Jesus, didn't think he had this range. But well, there's,
2: there's things that they do in ATL that is a reflection of, like, either a, a country affinity. Like, he's playing more with the fact that people like the fact that he raps on guitar shit. Like, he mentions that in the new mixtape. I forget on which track, but I think he's very self aware of what people like about his sound now. So he's trying to hone in on certain things. And I think that it's not a surprise if he gets more me- melodic because he feels more comfortable at this point. That's true. Whereas, like, when you listen to the shit like um, Dripper Drown, like, he's doing melodic shit on that song. Yeah. But he's not going as crazy as, like, he does with the joint with the little baby Derek Fisher on this one right. like they're going way more into it and the production is way more uh, reflective of like some weird like lullaby like syrupy nighttime he's got, drug, he's got the kids in their, in their hands
1: like him little baby like all yeah. of him. nice
0: that's all. Even those two, or the Ethiopian. Nah, no, no, like, like literally those two. Albums. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice
2: it's fucking sad, bro. Like, no, it's not. That's like normally, weird. I'm like very eclectic. I want to say that's sad. Yeah, it's now just, rare. Now it's just like, good. Yeah, it's like I'm good- zoning <coughs> of two things. It's yeah. a good vibe,
0: man. I'm yeah.
2: jealous. Yeah. And JID, obviously. Yeah, yeah. J- JID J- J- too. I was talking to Brian about that earlier, but JID is somebody who I had a chance to interview the same year I was doing the magazine on Future and I literally had 30 minutes to get to the airport and I went to the crib he was saying I did an interview with him lost the audio called him got the audio transcribed it and it was basically about how he had this crazy weekend and he had just met J. Cole but at the time he hadn't told me so I seen him at Santos in New York City later and his manager Barry was like yo he told you right and so Barry explained he was working with J. Cole in the studio and the time I interviewed Jit was like I'm not talking about it he didn't want to reveal like in his family who has a musical background who had been working with him because he just wanted like people to listen to him for him and I knew and he knew at the time the main comparison he was going to get was Kendrick Lamar and so that was like the main thing at the time that he was trying to overcome but now when I hear his music, I'm not thinking about that at all. And no, I think yeah. he's kind of like found a sound. Yeah, I think has, so. yeah. the timing
1: that they actually finally put him out because like we had known him for a while, but like to actually put out that album because he had put out so many mixtapes. Like it was just like this makes sense. Yeah. And like they're really good. And the crazy thing is that like there are a couple of artists that are under Spillage Village that I don't think it's been announced at least that Dreamville wants to sign them, and they haven't put out their really debut project yet through like Spillage Village. So. Mm-hmm. Like, there could still be more artists that like, Dreamville picks up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, DiCaprio 2, I think, is just amazing. Yeah, I like, like I, I went into it because I was like, J.I.D. is like, it's alright. I think there's actually a tendency right now to when there's a rapper who's more in the lyrically inclined, I would say, whether they're good, whether they're bad, whether they're mediocre, they always get held to like, they almost get like lofted up a little bit mm-hmm. where like almost, you can criticize them, you could call their fans corny whatever, but you can't say that they're bad. And I think that's happened a lot recently. Like, well, oh, yeah. You you right? Yeah, you're a local rapper, but, you know, I I find a lot of the times that they're boring. Yeah. And I find the beat selection boring. Um, and I think J.I.D. kind of circumvents all that. Like, his beat selection, I think, is comparable Super to some idiot. of them. Yeah. Some of like the bigger trap artists. Like, I think he has a great ear or how to ride a melody he has a great ear about like how words fit together like 151 is like nuts like the way he's just like his flow is still yeah. lyrical as fuck but he's like able to like stop the flow do, do all those kind of things and that's it i guess it is reminiscent a little bit of like early kendrick you know trying out new things yeah. but yeah he has a sound all his own it still sounds like he's from atlanta it still sounds like he's you know just growing as an artist which is something i really respect
1: Dude, that's so cool. I feel like to me, like when you say now, like he sounds like a new Atlanta artist. Everyone kind of knows what that is, but if you say that about a New York, no one really knows what that means. Like I'm happy Atlanta got to that yeah. point. Just like New York is like has been, been fucking just in the dark.
0: For yeah, a it's kind of sucks. And now I think New York is more like, I think they're leaning a little bit more on like the fly guy scamming kind of flow. Like yeah. I think ASAP Rocky kind of definitely is. <laughs> obviously a vanguard of like new New York where it's like yeah. it's still very much like rapidy rap but it's so slick that it fools you yeah. a little bit like I think testing like he was doing a lot of stuff that Playboy Cardi mastered but he was doing it in a way that a New Yorker would do you know and it's like he's still like, uh, like an OG Beeper like you listen to those bars you're just like holy shit ASAP's yeah, going right. off yeah. mm-hmm. but it doesn't sound like it because it sounds like it's honey so it's just like whatever he's so smooth pimped out about it and so New York about it that right? you know yeah
2: what happened to ASAP Rocky by the way what do you mean what happened to great. So he's, he's doing great he just, testing just finished dropped last his year. Yeah, testing tour oh.
1: he did it was kind of whack though like his New York stop of the tour was Yamze which was still fun but I wanted to see a testing set you know what I mean yeah. he only did like three songs maybe off the album
0: yeah and also, he's been making moves to like making his brand bigger. Like, fucking Payboy Cardi's album is to nothing but love, and that's under his label. So, I mean, he's been doing back move backroom deals like that and the DVDs, and you know, getting more like he's always going to be in fashion, but getting a little bit more in there. And his shoes aren't that great, but you know, yeah, I, would, are not that great at <laughs> I would definitely take a pair, but you know,
1: yeah. So sad. We need to start a fucking workshop for rappers yeah. specifically who specifically want to design clothes. Like you saw don't do new, these.
0: You saw Travis's new Jordans? Or Travis's new uh, Air Force Ones? Like each part of the upper is like a different pattern. Like almost like the what does you know, like yeah, what the dunks dunk. and that. But it's like <coughs> nothing makes sense together. Like the what the dunks all make sense because they're all classic dumps right right? so you can kind of see where they're going and like like all
1: new designs
0: yeah like they're all like different weird ugly designs to me at least like you know this is my personal opinion i would not cop a pair i do like the green color that he's using for the ones but like other than that just putting the check backwards is not worth another hundred dollars
2: sorry I mean, I think anything Travis Scott does is not worth the money that you spend on it. Oh, yeah. But that's just like a personal, huh. a personal opinion.
0: Yeah. Do you not, you don't fuck with Travis like that? So
2: he is a interesting person as an artist, for sure. Um, I think that like as a person, when you're in the industry, you just got to move differently. And I think that he has like enough. Guidance in the industry to where he should be like maneuvering a lot differently. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think you should
0: do? With
2: it? Like I just think that like yeah, think there's the like a there's a there's like a rockstar lifestyle that you can lead as like a rapper, right? But I think that like over the course of like when he does shows, like he can cross the line between being an asshole and like losing the fact that like uh, there are people like attending his shows, mm-hmm. whereas like. J. Cole, not to use like the shining example of like, all that is good in hip hop. but yeah. literally, this dude at All Star Weekend performed at halftime and through another concert to make sure that as many people could see him as possible yeah. while he was in the Charlotte area, because All Star Weekend is pretty much like VIPs only. So the people that are in the actual area can't afford to go to the game. Can't afford to go to concerts, and he gave out as many tickets as he could to like local fans, and worked that into his contract. But like (coughs) Travis Scott, when he's in the same type of situation, will just like be such a dick that he makes people not want to work with him ever again. Yeah, and so it's like hard not to like know that about him, and then like still hear like. Travis Scott just made like people pay way too much money for like fucking shoes made in China. It's like cool, yeah. You're a piece of shit, bro. It's <laughs> like, Astro World is hot. But you're a piece of shit. Like, I don't know. It's really that's like one of those R. Kelly things where it's like once you know like a little bit about a person, you're kind of
0: like ah, I can't fuck with you. I bro. feel like that kind of all like to me. He's like the expensive like. Rager almost, which is like a really yeah. weird, like like he is that idea and that energy of chaos mm-hmm. for people with a lot of money, like, a like like he is chaos perfectly clean, not clean but perfectly manufactured yeah. package. Really I think
2: that's why weird. him and Kanye work because they're like caricatures of these things that we envisioned other, yeah. in mm-hmm. rappers. Like Kanye is like eccentric in the creative sense to the nth degree, where Travis is like the rager to the nth degree like we don't have ragers anymore yeah we have very like syrupy smoked out like chill as fuck people like Juicy J used to be on some like shoot your whole shit up yeah now he's just like smoke your whole club out and it literally calmed down like half the industry from like trying to shoot shit up we got suicide boys now yeah I mean you got you got wild shit going on across the world but I just feel like in rap music, yeah. where it's at is like less about how many times you're going to shoot up somebody's shit and more about like I've moved on from that and now I'm just like tripping Trip the stands. fuck out <laughs> like, like
0: I, one of the things about the <coughs> Travis uh, about Astro that always bugs me out is that when that tear the club up part of that what's is that Yosemite what song what, part, what song is that tear the, the club up. tear the club up. like people go yeah. extra hard for that I'm like yo that was like a decade of hip hop. Like, it wasn't just, like, one song. It was, like, yeah. a decade of hip-hop. Oh, like people this, don't know about B.I.B.I.
2: B.I., like, yeah. man, that's, like, a, a type of shit where it's, like, you would just... For the tunnel, they would tell us, like, yo, tell
3: me here's why
2: we're yeah. not letting you do hip-hop. And then I literally met the dude who shot all this shit at the tunnel, and he showed me the footage. And he basically explained, like, all right, you yeah. had these songs that you had to play, but you knew that, like, all the thugs were going to start dancing. And once you get to that... Like, all bets are off, like, yeah. in terms of who's gonna catch feelings. Cause, like, shit is gonna just naturally happen once, like, does start dancing. Yeah. Like, if funnel. you've ever been into a club where it's fucking great music, but you feel a little bit unsafe, yeah. you know what could happen. Like, when you just seem like everybody that was standing yeah. on the wall yeah. is off the wall, and, like, you're like, what's about to happen right now? Some shit's gonna go down. It can go down either way. But that was part of the alert of, like, the tunnel. Yeah, it's, it's just totally. like anything can go down but you could also have Snoop Dogg show up and like he showed me footage like Snoop Dogg just pulls up and it's just casual because like that's what they do at the tunnel and like the scene was orchestrated by Flex and like Flex has way less credibility in the industry relative to how much respect he had at that time but like we can't do that anymore because there's like fire marshals up our asses you still get shows that get shot up at exactly like like, Troy I fucked that up yeah
3: again
1: yeah
2: <laughs> fucking up shit again like
0: is he free
1: yeah he's still making music too
0: I know i seen that's why I've lasted because i seen a mixtape yeah. that was Troy Ave dude was corns from the day he came out bro I don't know, <coughs> I, don't know. I liked
1: the couple songs he signed a dope artist but that was it to me All right. yeah um, alright music uh Wretch he dropped an album, like, not yeah, too I need long to listen
0: ago.
2: to this guy, man. I'm fucking Yeah, i fuck with him. Ooh, you haven't listened to Wretch no. yeah. ever? No. You need to go back, bro. I know. Uh, he's he's gotta gotta what's that bodies. shit he did with Thelonious Martin? Oh, um, it was, like, Polo Gear or some shit, right? Yeah, it was, like, Polo Sporting Goods? Yeah, something like something that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's that shit. It. Start there, Ugh. and then go backwards. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. So, that's, like, honestly, like, you gotta listen to it, because the way he slurs his shit
2: is, like... On some, like, um, I think he's from Jersey or New York. Yeah. He's
0: from Jersey? Yeah. He's from Baltimore or something. No, he's from
2: Baltimore. He's one of those people, people. yo, he reps Jersey whenever I see him. Like, we tried to interview him for Master Pill in like 2015, but we did that. It was on the, like, a two years ago meeting. Like, he came through and played us a mixtape, and then we're like, yo, you should come through for an interview. And so he would just text us, like, yo, I'm about to come through. Like, it would be literally like a random Tuesday at 6 p.m. Yeah. and a would text and he'd be like, Yo, I'm about to come through. And yeah. so he'd stay at the office till 9 30 and he wouldn't show up. Then would oh, be like, Deadass, like a year later, he would text like one of the producers, like, Yo, I'm about to come through for the interview. And like, never see him. I and then totally I would see, see like that, pictures of him on Instagram, like shooting his gun in the air, like walking down the street. Like, he would just do that shit and post it on yeah. Instagram and before he got locked up, bro. Fuck. Like, he's yeah. fucking ratchet, bro. Yeah, he's like crazy. But he's yeah. authentic as fuck. And yeah, like, if he was like one person I needed in my corner and rap, I would be like I got rich on my side yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm cool <laughs> I'm straight
1: yeah but the production on this last album is just fucking menacing as hell it's, I love it's
0: that dope, yeah. I love that
1: so I've listened to a lot of that and then um, what else have i been listening to I think that's it really but our fifth album is about to come out
0: yes so get ready for that yeah no, no
1: name other. as of now Cinco yeah
0: De Mayo No, nah, I'm joking um, so what have I been listening to Cinco De Mayo that's that. yeah you can call it build the wall a now
2: <laughs> no I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to contribute <laughs> let's, just, let's just can we just do wall let's just cut to the wall
0: yeah that's a Pink Floyd It's yeah. actually about, the rap version do you, of you the talk about that for like news at all what like, like politics.
1: yeah that's great yeah, yeah, yeah no, no it's, hard, yeah. what's the point
0: yeah <laughs> like, if we want it to be positive and upbeat yeah politics is not positive yeah, yeah. nor is it upbeat
2: I just wonder because hip hop has always been linked to politics, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and so I wonder how much of it actually crosses over because I don't hear it.
0: Uh, well, of course, it's over every once, like when we used to do like. Now I was kind of going back to like how we used to like earlier or earlier episodes we used to have like sheets, a cheat sheet of like topics that we we're gonna touch, mm-hmm. and when we touched all those topics. Sometimes, like if it was a topic like so let's say, um, who was getting in a lot of trouble like you know all those florida rappers were catching like rape charges and stuff like that Mm -hmm. then we kind of get into politics like the me too because it's just kind of like next to it so it's kind of you know it's
2: never like a focus yeah Yeah, that's why i listen to gunna he doesn't talk about politics
0: yeah so now like we're talking to you like yeah we'll talk about the real estate thing which we talk about gentrification which is politics but we don't really go too deep into like oh this is why it's bad let's educate everybody on okay read this read this read this and then we don't do all that there's other podcasts I mean, we've talked that, about. Yeah.
1: Didn't we talk about like net neutrality briefly when that was a we thing? Because that yeah. was fucking wild. Yeah, we talked yeah. The about the fact Netflix. that like we were endangering that
0: shit. Yeah, we also talked about you know, uh, what do you call it? We talked about lawsuits, the Spotify lawsuit. We mm-hmm. Oh yeah, about when, that. They,
1: when they removed R. Kelly and then put him back on.
0: No, also when they they released their annual earnings and it was like yeah, artists are like. Um, oh like yeah, yeah. Two percent of their like their like, shit. it's nutty like they're making I think they this year alone, streaming services made like 1.5 like billion dollars like just off the rip all profit it's like ridiculous. Dan Gilbert shit yeah like it's crazy so now we just keep to just interviewing our guests yeah and talking Stupid about memes. what we're yeah and him saying a different yeah. language do
1: you have a new favorite
2: meme as of late <laughs> yep it's uh <laughs> that was so fast it's all right, so if you listen to, like, any Wheezy production lately, like, yeah. it's drop, Wheezy Outta Here. Wheezy Outta Here, yeah. All right, so it's literally Wheezy Outta Here, and then it's... Play what? The subtext is Wheezy Outta Here, colon, and it's just, like, uh, Principal Skinner from The Simpsons, oh, yeah, yeah. like, sneaking out a window, yeah. but with a motion blur, yeah. and, like, as a format, it's so good, because, like, there's countless escape situations where... Right. You could just like switch out that image. Like, right, right. And so oh, yeah. I feel like that's kind of like my shit right now. Nice. Yeah, nice. not sure.
0: You? <coughs>
2: I don't really have a favorite. Like, it, it changes every day. Yeah. Because
1: I'm on Twitter so fucking much. Right,
0: right now, mine, I think it's the two bunnies with the one bunny is Diesel and the other bunny is Mad Small. And it's like, <laughs> it's like Grandma Me. And it's, like, um, mom's yelling, like... Oh, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Grandma's, like, leave leave that baby alone. And the mom is, like, the grandma's all diesel and the baby's, like, all small.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've seen that my one. That one's pretty right funny. Now. It's, like, the big one is, like, yeah. 14-year-old me talking to, like, pers- customer service and, yeah. like, the small one's, like, my 50-year-old immigrant father. Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what I've been listening to... Yeah. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of random... I haven't, we haven't done this segment in a while. Uh, but I've been listening to a lot of random stuff, so obviously i listened to the big releases on friday except for gunner really Listen mm-hmm. listened to Lil pump and i thought it was pretty good um i listened to who else dropped on friday offset Listen to offset offset was surprisingly good yeah um he telling he you surprise because the dude migos, i'm tired
2: of that shit now
0: the migos going by I'm the going solo this, this was, was a surprise was so though
2: this no, no 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 if anything right? takeoff would be like the surprise
0: because it's, I like, would be equally so. Su- I would actually be more surprised. Yeah, you're right. I would be more surprised. Also but really any like of them having, having a having a Solar good album warning? is surprising. A good solo album is surprising. Like Quavo's album, I don't think was good. Cactus Jack, I don't think was good. Um, I think
1: my favorite like last Migo related album was yeah. fucking Without Warning. The one with Savage. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Savage. Yeah, that was great. and That was yeah. also Offset. Right. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I was surprised that Offset was so personal on this album. Like, this was an Offset that he was still flexing, like, fuck. But there's, like, a, the first song, to apologize to his kids. Like, that was not something I saw coming, you know? Yeah. He actually sounded repentant, and that was a different vibe, different... I wasn't expecting that from Offset. Yeah, right. I know he could rap, but, like, I didn't think he was going to ever do that. You know, that was... That was big for him. I'm, I'm happy. I thought, I thought the album was great. Not great. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um, what else? I said a little pump. Uh recently I've been getting back into uh, Frank Ocean so I've been listening to Blonde a lot you just re-released the magazine for which the book one? was it called Blonded or I think it was oh, you, okay. remember okay. the
2: huge like art book is oh like, uh, yeah. I love that book You yeah. have it at the you crib, released I love that, that shit yeah. so Looked smart up. man it was like one of the smartest releases yeah. for like an artist his vibe like Literally waiting at the magazine shop for that shit. Like the spots he chose to do that too. It was just like you nice. could tell he spent a lot of time in the city. Yeah. Like for sure. That's dope. Yeah, he's smart. a very like. Yeah, he's a really smart guy. Out and about, chill, humble dude too. Cause he would like pull up to um, McNally's. Mm. I think that's the bookstore on like Prince or something. Mm-hmm. Just being there by himself, like, whatever, chilling, reading books, cool. and that was after. Uh, Fuck! I'm about to forget the name of it. The orange joint with the uh, orange
0: cover. Oh, oh, uh, channel orange.
2: Yeah. Channel orange, yes. When he dropped that Asian shit, orange. he was just out in. <laughs> no. Yeah, after he dropped orange, everybody got <laughs> muted. <this laughs> <thing>.
0: Everybody had <laughs> terrible burns. It was, yeah. but it was worth it. No, I. You know what? I kind of this is, off the beat, but I don't have much. It might be my New York bias in me, but like. Saying like, oh, he went someplace in the Lower East or he knows like something in the East Village is Kudok, it's like obvious. It's the East Village, yeah. it's the Lower East Side. They're rich, that's where you go. You know what I'm saying? like. It's
2: just the spots he went to is like where local ass people would go. Like there's a level to localness, I think. So like, where you like, I literally edit- would ask my editor, where do I go to get this book? And he would tell me like, this is the store you need to go to. And you pull up there and you see Frank Ocean on some casual shit.
1: Was it like a and small like,
2: bookstore? It's a super intimate bookstore. Like everything is small relative in New York, so it yeah. feels like small. Like, but if it were in like downtown LA, that should feel dumb small. Like in Venice or some spot. Right. Like out there it would feel dumb small. But in New York it feels like normal. Yeah. <laughs> but intimate in the sense that like you're in there, you turn around, there's already a bookshelf in your way. Yeah, You're yeah. like constantly doing the shuffle, yeah. New York City shuffle like you do on the train when it's packed on like yeah. a, a Wednesday and Frank Ocean just like browsing sure, magazines. Yeah.
0: That's like that's true. It's
2: like seeing fucking Andre on
1: the street
0: you see a lot in the Lower East Side apparently yeah <laughs> cause everybody's there in the Lower East Side it's the Lower I fucking I totally Side. understand your point cause it's yeah of course seen... Soho's right there yeah, no shit yeah, he's yeah, there sure, you know sure. what I'm saying like, well
2: it's, it's more of like what spots you see him in though cause if I right. saw like Frank Ocean and like Welcome to the Johnsons yeah. I'd be like what the fuck but <laughs> see
0: here's the thing if I saw him at the Barnes & Noble on Court Street that would be like yo for some reason he's fucking around and Fulton Street,
3: mm-hmm.
0: no, nah, Lower East Side is Lower East Side, man, like, of course like I mean, I, I'm not taking a point, yeah, the point yeah, yeah. but it's like, that doesn't impress me, <laughs> because I know I, if, if I can afford it, if I could afford to live, work there, and all that kind of stuff, hell yeah, I would never leave you don't have to leave, right, everything's yeah. there you know what I'm saying? I think
2: so it's nice. very telling that you're from New York because you're not impressed by New York <laughs> oh, yeah. very but that. I
0: bet you you dropped that strand too, He dropped the books at strand, or did he not drop that strand?
2: That's a great question.
0: Because, I mean, you can't drop books in New York and not drop at Strand, Strand's a classic. That's
2: baby. a great question. A
0: legend, 14. You gotta go. I agree. Yeah. That's um, a big ass bookstore, though. That is awesome.
2: If I saw Frank Ocean there, I'd be like,
0: what the? Did f- you ever see the rare books? The rare book yeah. uh, uh-uh. floor? Yo, you gotta take a trip Crazy. just for that. I bet. Yo, it's like, like acid,
2: acid trip or, no, <laughs> <trip> or? <laughs> meth. Meth trip? Yeah,
0: meth oh, <laughs> right, <right, right>, right. <laughs> trip. Meth trip. Gotta smoke a couple bowls. Get yeah, wait start seeing the dark people following you, and then that's when you. Go I to feel like
2: course. after meth, like everything is a rare book room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like You're I was in the rare
0: book room where am yeah. like, They're like, you opened
2: a woman's chest. You opened a
0: woman's You woman's. <laughs> yeah, man. You apparently you fell asleep in there for three days.
2: I thought I was in the rare book room. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So are right. you telling me I didn't read the autobiography of Malcolm X? <laughs> I could have sworn I read the first three? edition of autobiography of yeah. Malcolm X. I could have sworn it, dude. I saw it, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, other than that, other than those two, Lil Pump, Blonde, uh, I listened like, randomly at work now. I just turn on, because I know I can't listen to, like, the shit I want to listen to, because the shit I want to listen to is explicit. Uh, I have to listen to, like, random stuff. So, like, I've been going through The Cure, Okay. Um, they're like a band I always wanted to listen to that yeah. I've never done because I just wanted to understand why people listen to these guys. Yeah. Like I, I remember I saw them first time and I was like, yo, I, why? what do they have to offer me except for looking like proto-goth? And then I started listening to some of their stuff like Love Song and I was like, oh, mm. no, my bad. I apologize. So I've been yeah. listening to their shit. Um, and there was another random ass band I was listening to. Uh, but it doesn't matter.
1: doesn't
2: matter. Cool. And then- Drop your socials for the peoples. Oh, yeah. My main social, I would say, is its uh-huh. underscore dpb. So it's uh-huh. dpb, but like, anytime somebody's like, "Oh, do you use Twitter, or Instagram, or whatever?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." At its dpb, or they'll be like, "What's your handle?" I'll be like, "It's dpb," and I'm I I fuck that up. Like yeah. I didn't think about that. Well. It's, it's so slick. It's, it's ITV. Like, yeah, stupid. Okay. Like, mm. I'm a dumbass. Like, if I could go back, like, I right, that that would not yeah. be my Twitter handle. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it would be like Mike or some shit. Ah, dude, like yeah. something simple, someone... and then I would have sold it to Mike, and yeah. then I would be like the next social media, the next like, social
0: media like, thing. I'm just gonna get yeah. yeah. Joan. Just Joan. J O A N. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm just gonna get that. That's gonna be me
2: I think you got to get like the basic like john smith like you just got to get up that phone book because like all those people want their first name when it comes to like social media like the hot shit in twitter is like i have a name jack yeah. john yeah. Or, like, <laughs> so Benny, like just get get all that shit get david yeah. david would be like a good call for I sure i like that. Yeah. You my name
0: just james
2: yeah oh man that's yeah. that's the hot ticket right yeah. there for sure james and jim just get both of them I might just take Lance because that sounds like a really white weird chain. Chad.
1: Yeah, Chad. Yeah. The Imperial I Chad. I, I don't know.
0: I would get the Imperial Chad. That just sounds like I'm on some Nazi shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: that is oppressive. I
0: <laughs> <bet or something. laughs> That just sounds like I'm on some...
2: Save it for like 2020 maybe. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the leader This always... <laughs> is my burner account. <laughs> yeah. The imperial Chad. This is the I Die on. God damn it. The Imperial Chad attacks again. <laughs> He's been doxing people like crazy. What are you
2: doing about the Imperial chat? <laughs> Is that the new George Lucas shit? <laughs> <laughs> shit
0: They're sounds a great. fucking menace, this <laughs> Imperial chat. He's <laughs> leak he leaks his own nudes. It doesn't make any sense. What's that happening?
1: And then apologizes.
0: <laughs> While wearing a MAGA hat.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> PS4 D80. <laughs> Numbers across the board, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. We're going to start a VR company after mm-hmm. this Eric Bellinger event inspired me. Mm-hmm. But all the simulations are going to be you waiting for something.
3: Awesome. So you're going to be
1: like in the waiting from the doctor's office, waiting for the train, <laughs> on the bull, actually waiting for shit to come out. Like, <laughs> and It's going to be at least 30 minutes each. Yeah. So check out our, our GoFundMe.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, last question. What is this episode called? The truth so far away. i feel mm. Go me as I'm I can feel you.